Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from the weekend that was before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Mine was filled with a lot of drinks. If you follow me on social media, we were hashtag in one, some simulator golf, and even watching some of the NBA playoffs. Got a chance to watch Philly Brooklyn on Saturday, a bit of Phoenix and the Clippers yesterday as well. So it was a good relaxing weekend. Really could use this snow being gone up here in Saskatchewan. So golf season could start. So hopefully that goes away soon. But we're in a great mood. We're ready to go. We took a couple days off from the bets, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes here. But Let's get right into the show. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to Bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. So as I said, we took a couple days off there from betting. Friday and Saturday didn't have any plays. We did post a couple yesterday on Twitter, all baseball plays, all first five innings plays as well. And we went two and one yesterday, so it was a profitable Sunday. Thanks to the Braves, four to one, they were up after the first five. I believe they went on to win the game overall. Then we had Washington and Cleveland, first five over four and a half, which hit as well. The unfortunate one, we're really close to a clean sweep. The Mets, they were up one nothing entering the bottom of the fifth and unfortunately gave up a run to be tied after five. So they go on to win the game in the 10th inning, but just wasn't enough for us on the day. Now, also spent some time watching some golf this weekend, RBC Heritage time. Uh, it's not usually an event that I tune into, mostly because I spent all of last weekend watching the Masters, so going back-to-back weekends watching golf. It uh, can be a bit tedious at times, but I found that this was a really good one to watch. It wasn't one that I wanted to wager on. Um, anytime you're post-major, it's tough to know who's really getting after it. Uh, and even you saw it, John Rahm, the Masters champion. Shout out to him for even entering the event. The fact that he was out there, I think, just goes to show that he committed to the event like a lot of these top guys did in order to uh, to appease the tour. One guy who didn't was Rory McIlroy, and he got fined $3 million because of it. And I think that the PGA Tour had every right to do that to him. But golf-wise, this past weekend, there was a lot of good guys on that leaderboard, whether it was Scheffler, who faded on Sunday. Uh, Cantley was up there. Sung J.M. made a run. Tigala made a run. But it all came down to Jordan Spieth and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, 
Matthew Fitzpatrick. I just said Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Monday morning. What are you going to do? But anyways, Matthew Fitzpatrick, he wins in a playoff on the third playoff hole. This was Jordan's tournament to lose in that playoff. He just slipped out on the first playoff hole, just missed his birdie putt on the second. Then Fitzpatrick hits it to just a couple feet on uh, the third playoff hole, and he ends up taking the event. He wasn't really talked about a lot of Sunday either. When you have Cantley and Spieth, they looked like they were battling all day. But Fitzpatrick was just steady, like he was when he won the U.S. Open last year. And if, so he goes on and he wins that playoff over Jordan Spieth. Another big win for him. Excited for more golf coming up this week. We will have more golf plays this coming week. And it isn't even the most loaded field, but it's still one that we want to make sure that we get some plays out there for. EPL-wise, it was a pretty hectic weekend there as this title race is really going to come down to the wire. Man City, they took care of business against Leicester. They won 3-1. to one. Holland scored a couple goals there. So it was 3-0 to nil at halftime. It was never in doubt that they were going to win this game. But Arsenal looked the same. They were up 2 to nothing after about 10 minutes. But West Ham, they battled, they grinded, and they go on and, and they take a draw here 2-2. Two to two. So what does this mean? Seven games left. Man City's got a game in hand, and they're down four points. So if they win, they're technically down one, and they still get to play Arsenal. So I think it's all going to come down to that final matchup between these two. Um, you may see an occasional slip up here and there fr from these two teams, but the difference is if Arsenal goes on and beats Man City, then it's all but over at that point. So really looking forward to that game when it comes. Man, you picked up three points. was really excited to see that. I tuned in for the second half. Got to see uh, Dallow score his first goal in the Premier League for United. Chelsea keep losing. Tottenham lost as well. So a lot of teams that should be a lot better have been struggling recently. And pretty crazy still that Leicester's in relegation with Southampton and Forest Did not see that coming. And Everton just barely outside of relegation as well. So now we got to talk about the NBA playoffs and, and where we're at with some of these matchups. So as I said, tuned into Philly. Uh, no sweat there for their opening game. Embiid getting doubled every possession um, really opens things up for the rest of the team. They hit over 23s in that game. was just insane uh, how great they shot the ball in game one. Mikhail Bridges definitely was showing off his skill set. He had 30 points in that game. I think he's going to be one of the league stars moving forward. But they're going to, they fell in that game. They're almost double digit underdogs as well tonight. So we'll chat about that series in a little bit. Boston, they jumped out to a big lead against Atlanta. Atlanta could never really recover. They were five of 29 from three. So I don't know if they'll shoot that poorly again in this series. But we knew going in that this was a major mismatch uh, with Atlanta and Boston. So I think. Boston's still in four or five games. We'll just have to see if Atlanta can shoot the lights out and keep it somewhat interesting. Now, the Knicks took game one, which I, it was great to see. I've got some money on Knicks to win in seven. 101 to 97 was the final. Randall with a double-double. Brunson was great. Josh Hart was great off the bench as well. Donovan Mitchell didn't get a lot of help in this game. He had 38, 8, and 5. And Garland, while he did have 17 points, no, he had like one assist in that game. The bench for the Knicks outscored them by 17 points. Cleveland's going to need to help out Mitchell a lot more in this series if they're going to have a chance. Obviously, they're going to be playing at home tomorrow. So Mobley was poor in game one. He's going to have to step it up. Jared Allen, he had a double-double, but they may need some more from him as well. So I'm intrigued to see where this series goes. 
if they, for whatever reason, fall at home, I think the series is over. I don't see them going and winning both at Madison Square Garden. And then Miami knocked off um, Milwaukee in game one. Big news in this game. Giannis got hurt. So did Tyler Hero. Playoff Jimmy showed up 35-11-5. But I'm interested to see where this one goes. How hurt is Giannis? We'll have to see in the coming days. And Tyler Hero with that broken hand, he may not be a factor moving forward. So is this enough for Milwaukee to knock off Miami without Giannis? Or are they going to need him back in order to get it done in this one versus eight? Westwise, Sacramento, they beat Golden State uh, on Saturday, 126 to 123. Fox and Monk, the Kentucky duo, they combined for 70 points in the game. And so very high scoring game. We're expecting that to be the case all series long. We're looking at a lot of totals of around 238, which is very high for playoff basketball. But they went over in game one. I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. But Golden State, this is going to be gut check time. We got to see what, what's happening with Jordan Poole. But Wiggins, Clay, and Steph, they combined for 68 points. They're going to need a lot more than that if they're going to have a chance in this series. Lakers and Memphis, another injury report. John Morant looks like he's going to be out for a little bit here. Uh, he went down with what looks like a wrist issue. But the Lakers blew them out late. A lot of that had to do with Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves having incredible games. Now, I don't see this happening again where both those two plus AD and LeBron are going off. Russell played well as well. So everything went right for the Lakers in game one. And they won by 16. I think Memphis is going to battle. I think they're going to take game two. We'll have to see what's the report with Jaw. But overall, I'm excited for this series, especially as a Laker fan. And then Clippers, they knocked off Phoenix yesterday. As I said, tuned in for a little bit to this one. Kawhi, 38-5-5. Russ came up huge defensively late. <laughs> I think he was only like 3-14 of 14 from the field, so he didn't have a great shooting night. And he kept trying to shoot shots down the stretch, which I felt like were very bad looks for him at least. But nonetheless, the Clippers win. They take game one here. And so Phoenix is going to have to take care of business at home. Playoff Kawhi is a real thing. And so KD and Booker are going to need to go off if they're going to have a chance in this series. And then Denver just blew out Minnesota 109 to 80. Was never particularly close. If Edwards and Towns are going to shoot 11 of 30 combined from the field moving forward, this is going to be a very short series in this one versus eight matchup. But with that, let's head over to our daily game slate. We got to talk about the games that are coming up today what wagers we're looking at. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's start out with EPL action today. Didn't even have time to update the banner because there's massive line movement in this game. Leeds are now plus 400, Liverpool minus 175. So as much as I was looking at Liverpool yesterday, I think the ship has sailed on this game. And Leeds, they've won two of their last four, so they're doing everything that they can to escape relegation. But Liverpool, no wins in their last four league games. They just feel due at this point. I know Leeds score a lot of goals, and they could expose that back line of Liverpool but I just think that even with it being a little bit juiced now, I would play Liverpool money line straight up. If you even want to be willing to look at minus one, I think there's an opportunity to push, obviously. But I think that they could win by multiple goals today. Um, just feels like Leeds give up a lot of goals and that could spell disaster for them in this matchup. 
Now, two NBA playoff games happening tonight. Uh, we got Brooklyn and uh, Philadelphia, as I said earlier, minus nine and a half for Philly. So Philly can't shoot that well again. I like obviously they can go, they can hit 15 threes and they can uh, do some damage there, but 20 plus, you're asking a lot. Now, does that mean that Brooklyn can cover this game? It is a very steep line, but what I'm not crazy about is the fact that they're doubling Embiid every time, and he's figuring out ways to find open teammates. And they have some shooters on this team, whether that be Melton or Maxi or Tobias or Harden. They can hit their shots. So despite the fact that Bridges went off, Dinwiddie, he was just okay. He's going to need to be a lot better moving forward if they're going to have a shot in this series. I think it's a massive mismatch. I'm not betting it because it is so steep but it's certainly one that you could look at today. And then Golden State and Sacramento, it's essentially a pick em now in this game. Now, what I find hard to believe is why it's still a pick em, knowing that Jordan Poole is a game-time decision. Now, no one on Golden State went off in game one. Steph is capable of a lot more than 30. We did see that fan in the front row saying that someone dropped 40 on his head. That could come back to bite them. That could be the motivation that a champ like Steph needs. So I get concerned about that one. Sabonis was only okay. Keegan Murray was bad in game one. So it has me a little bit concerned that Sacramento could still keep up. Now, I think the world is going to bet Golden State here because they have that championship pedigree. But it's certainly going to be a fun one to watch in the later slate. 10 p.m. Eastern time for tip-off for that game. Now, when we're moving over to NHL, it is the opening day of the NHL playoffs. I hope you guys listened to our show on the weekend with Jurgen Coney. We talked a lot about these series. And so that's going to be reflected in how we chat about these picks today as well. It starts with the Islanders and Hurricanes. Canes are minus 165, looking like a five and a half line here as well for the over-under. Should be getting Sorokin and Anderson in net, which should be a solid matchup. One thing to note, and I think this line's probably going to stay at five and a half all series long, because neither of these teams score a lot of goals. Now, Carolina puts a lot of shots on net. They were third in the NHL this year with over 34 a game. So I would maybe look at Carolina in regulation for game one, but I don't like it enough to make it a show play. I think you could probably bet Carolina money line and be happy, but I think this does have first round upset potential, which is why I'm staying away from this one. Now, Florida and Boston, that's the complete opposite for me. I think the Bruins are going to steamroll. They're minus 220 at home today, and it, the line is sitting at six and a half. I said it on the show. I think that this is just not going to be a particularly close series. Obviously, money line is out of the question today at minus 220. There's just not a lot of value there. But puck line or in regulation, I'm all over when it comes to this game. I just think Lion, he's going to be outside of his depth here. This is a really big game for them as they take on the Bruins. Bruins, one of the best regular seasons of all time. And so I just don't see this being a first round upset by any stretch. And I think Boston really rolls them in game one and sets the tone moving forward. Now, when we head out West, Minnesota and Dallas, the stars are minus 140. We're looking at a five and a half line here. And I don't see that changing when you've got Ottinger at net all season long. Um, to win it all this year, this is a team that I have. And I think that this is where it starts. They're minus 140 at home with the best goalie in the West. I think this is a statement game for them. I question whether the moment's going to be too big for Gustafson or not. I just think Dallas just has too much depth here. And so they take game one and they roll in this series. And then you cap it off with Kings and Oilers later today. Oilers are heavy favorites for 
a reason they score a ton of goals. We're seeing six and a half right now. If for whatever reason they were to match up with teams like Colorado, then I think we could even see this line push to seven later on in the playoffs. But Copley's going to be a problem for them. He was unreal the second half of the year. He could certainly be a factor here. We know this series went seven games last year. So I think at worst, this is going six. And so I have a little, little bit of concern for game one. Edmonton minus 190 at home. So I'm not going to play it, but I'll certainly tune in later tonight. And then plenty of MLB action today. We'll highlight a couple of big games on the slate. First one's obviously got to be the Angels and Boston game. Otani is going to be on the mound for uh, the Angels. And then you've got Bell going for Boston. This is a major one. It uh, First pitch goes just after 11 Eastern time. This is a special game with the Boston Marathon anniversary. So I think you could see a lot of people betting Boston today um, just because it is such an important game for the city. Now, that being said, you're going up against Otani, who's 2-0, and and he's got a 0.47 ERA. So you may be asking a lot by betting on Boston today. But I think at the very least, they could keep it close. You can even get a plus one and a half today at minus 125. So not terrible value if you're looking for them to at least keep it close. San Francisco and Miami should be a good one. Webb versus Lazardo is the pitching matchup we're going to get. Really a fan of Webb, even though he hasn't been great out of the gate. That being said, neither has San Francisco. So I think this could be a good get right spot for them versus a 500 team in Miami. Miami's nothing special unless Sandy's on the mound. So I think San Fran today for some plus money could be great value. And then the Blue Jays on the road against Houston today. Jays are minus 130. Gossman versus Javier is the matchup that we're going to get. And Houston, they have not been great out of the gate. So I do like Toronto here. They've won seven of their last 10, including a couple over the Rays over the weekend. They were they were able to give the Rays their first losses of the year. And so I'm really comfortable with this number at minus 130. I think the Jays' bats get going in this one, and they take this one with relative ease. So with that, let's head over. We'll give you our picks for today. We've got three for you on the slate. Now, before we do, let's play the video. So, Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products. We had some phenomenal seasonal products dropped off this past weekend. Uh, their sweet tea vodka is really great. Coconut vodka, it's not my favorite, but I certainly see the appeal. And then I also liked their hibiscus vodka as well. Great, goes great with some Sprite. And so really appreciate them over at Last Mountain Distillery for all that they do for our show. So let's give you our three plays for today, and it starts on the diamond. Rangers' first five money line versus the Royals at minus 120. This is for one and a half units. DeGrom on the mound is never a bad thing. Um, going up against a terrible Royals team just feels like a really good spot, even on the road today. Um, they just knocked off the Astros yesterday, and so in Jacob we trust. Give me the Rangers. I also like the Bruins in regulation for NHL at minus 127 for two units. As I said, the Panthers are starting Lion on the road. It feels like a great spot to fade them. Best regular season team of the modern era, some say. 
And so bet on Pasternak to have multiple points in this one as well. I think they put four or five, maybe six past them in game one. And so give me the Bruins in regulation. And then to cap it off, we're going to take the Dodgers' first five money line against the Mets at minus 121 for one and a half units as well. Dodgers have May going on the mound, taking on Peterson, who has not been great. Dodgers are also at home, despite the fact that they're 500 out of the gate. This is one of these series where they could certainly get back on track quickly. The Mets have the better record, but they don't have the better pitcher. So give me Dodgers' first five money line today. But appreciate everyone who tuned into our show today. Go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. Go support Bet99 using code SHOOTERS at sign up as well. Appreciate you all, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday with a special guest for our audio as well to be announced later this week. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you.